WTMJ News presents Community Conversation, Securing Our Schools. Parkland, Florida is on lockdown, site of an active shooting situation. Students can be seen led out of Stoneman Douglas High School with their hands raised. Parents are frantic. The Broward County Sheriff says the shooter is still at large. A sea of backpacks can be seen abandoned on the ground. Paramedics rushing to treat the wounded, loading one after another onto stretchers and into ambulances. All of a sudden I hear boom, boom, boom. I hear screaming everywhere. We ducked underneath my teacher's desk. The shooter is literally feet outside of my body. I heard two pops and that's when I started running. As soon as I heard that, I said, that's gunshots, we gotta go. And I was telling everyone to keep running, don't stop. People were, people were taking Snapchat. I was like, dude, don't pull out your phone, just run. My sister's still in there. She's She's texting me about it right now. She says to be quiet, um, I, and that's all I know right now. Police are working an active shooter scene and ask that if you are in touch with your student, you ask that they remain calm and barricaded until police come to the room. This is for everyone's safety. When I heard it, oh my God, my heart dropped. We, us students, we didn't think that would, this was real. We didn't think this would ever happen. And then after that, we just had to run. There are numerous fatalities. It's a horrific, situation. This is a, a catastrophic, uh, an, an unbelievably catastrophic day in Broward County history. It's devastating. I'm sick to my stomach. 17 people lost their lives. 12 people within the building, two people just outside the building, one person out on Pine Island Road, and two people lost their lives uh, in the hospital. I cannot even explain to you what it's like to sit there as a parent and not know that your child is not safe at school. There was a huge hug. It's been a long emotional day for all of us. If you pray, uh, you ought to pray for these students and their school and their parents right now. This is a community conversation securing our schools. I'm John Merck here. Melissa Barclay is here for an important hour-long conversation, almost commercial-free, as we dive into this very important, pertinent, critical issue on this Friday afternoon. So glad that you are with us. A couple of fantastic guests we want to introduce you to in the studio. Dr. Darian Driver is the superintendent of Milwaukee Public Schools. Dr. Pat Greco is the superintendent of the Menominee Falls School District. Dr. Marty Lexman is the superintendent for West Alice, West Milwaukee. Thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. It's good to have you here. By the way, coming up the second half of the hour, we will hear from students and a school security expert. Let's start with this, and I'd like uh, for you all to weigh in. I'll start with you, Dr. Driver. When you glance at your phone or you get that app push or you hear from someone on your staff that there's been a school shooting, that there's been a tragedy somewhere, my goodness, as somebody who takes care of children for a living, what goes through your mind? How does that impact you? Uh, the first thing that really goes through your mind is, is shock, uh, disbelief, and I'll be honest with you, anger. Uh, that the one of the only guarantees that we try to have for our families is that our students are going to come home better than the way that they left. And when that is threatened, uh, there really are no words uh, to describe that feeling. What we have to do as leaders uh, is be prepared to act. And I think uh, what was so different about this instance was that uh, Broward County is actually one of the districts that's a part of the Council of the Great City Schools. And the superintendent, Bob Runcie, is a friend. And so uh, it wasn't only calling my team, making sure that we have all of our drills and everything in place, but the calls going around the country, uh, reaching out to our family in Broward County, um, and the actions that are happening nationally uh, were also a part of that. Dr. Greco, I was with you 
after one of these incidents at uh, at a function, and I remember seeing the look on your face. What goes through you when you hear this has happened again? And I, I've said that, John, that there's no other issue that keeps superintendents up at night other than children's safety. You know, parents, schools are intended to be gateways to children's future. Parents are great partners with us. Um, they look to us to make sure that we're caring for their child every day the same as they do. And um, these are areas that there's, as Darian in indicated, there's there is no words to describe the level of anxiety, you know, to make sure that every child is safe. So, Dr. Lexman, you've had some incidents in your district, nothing like what happened in Florida, but you've had threats. You've had to deal with closing school or not closing school. Does that add a different level of angst when you think about the things that you've dealt with in your district and how you try to deal with them now? Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely, it does. I think you know when this this most recent school shooting, the news broke. Uh, the first thing for me is always heartbreak, right? It just it it breaks my heart for the kids, for the parents, for the families because if it happened in West Allis, West Milwaukee, um, I would feel it the same way, right? And and we carry that as school leaders, and I know our principals carry that as well. But we we have had to deal with bomb threats. We've had some copycat threats um, that followed what happened in Florida, and we've taken those very seriously. Um, we re, we've responded to all of them. We've worked closely with with our police department, and we've had some um, young people arrested as a result. And and that's unfortunate too. I mean, they've been put in a position now where they think it's interesting to copycat and putting their futures at risk. But we've taken those moments seriously. But going back to the first response is really heartbreak. And then it's who do who needs to hear from us as school leaders? And how do we connect with our parents, assure our parents that our students are safe and that we're ready to respond should anything like that happen here? Did Let me ask one. Uh, I'll ask you, Dr. Lexman. Um, Last week's school shooting in Florida, after it happened, did you look at your plan a little differently? Were there any gaps in there that you said, oh, I didn't notice that before, maybe we should change that? Or does that happen after these school shootings? You reevaluate everything? Um, absolutely. You start to um, question everything that you have. Are you ready? Uh, I did uh, quite a bit of communicating with staff, with parents. Some of the things we've been doing that we're going to be reviewing again Monday morning um, to see if we can accelerate some of the security enhancements, we've been replacing exterior doors with white doors. And it's a sign to first responders that that's the special door where they have a swipe key to get into the building immediately. And to be honest, when we first started putting them in, I didn't know what they were. I thought somebody had not painted the door. Um, and now I understand it is a really important safety feature. And we're reviewing um, all of our cameras, our camera angles Monday morning, and possibly beginning to add cameras as additional security. We're so glad that you are here for part of this discussion, all three of you. Let me follow up on that a little bit. So, Dr. Driver, you're in charge of the biggest district in the state. Do you reevaluate the plan? Do you say, maybe this is something we should think about? Do you learn each time one of these unfortunate events happens? 
I would say that the learning that happens, whether it's after one of these types of incidents or just some of the day-to-day -day things that occur in our city, you have to reevaluate the plan every day. I mean, it is a constant. Uh, and I think that Dr. Greco said it best. This is what keeps me up at night and making sure that our students uh, are safe uh, in terms of uh, the plans that we have in place. Uh, there, there's constant communication that's happening uh, with our schools and our school communities. But I, I think the one part of this conversation that sometimes gets left out is, is some of the, the softer parts of this, which are the relationships that we have with our students, because that's the part that isn't getting evaluated enough. Uh, are we paying attention to the warning signs? If we see um, a child is becoming despondent or withdrawing, are we paying close attention? If someone's being bullied, are we having that same type of uh, reaction? And uh, that is the conversation that we're having as, as colleagues now and as, as school leaders and as students uh, and really thinking differently about those relationships that we're building. Um, how do we make sure um, that no one's left behind um, in this conversation because these types of incidents happen because someone, we miss someone, someone fell through the cracks. Dr. Driver, you mentioned keeping your eye out for certain warning signs, certain red flags, maybe bullying. What kind of issues are you seeing in schools nowadays that do raise red flags? Is it social media? Is it, you know, bullying? There are a number of uh, issues that would probably be categorized, I would say, as mental health concerns that we're seeing um, increases. It manifests itself in different ways. A number of our students are experiencing trauma. Um, and after national events like this, everyone is, is having some degree of that. And so you see increases in aggression and aggressive behavior. Uh, I would say behavior uh, that's student to student, um, also between students and adults. Uh, also uh, students, um, we have a number of students that are in out-of-home placements. Uh, about 4,000 of our students are homeless. And so uh, when you have any type of instability that's going on um, inside and outside of the home, uh, it manifests itself in school. Mm -hmm. um, I would also say in terms of uh, bullying, and, and I'm sure um, that Ruth is going to speak to some of this, uh, we have a number of programs and student-led organizations that are trying to get uh, help us get our arms around this program, or around this issue. Uh, but it is still something that's prevalent. And, and so again, we have to continue to reevaluate how we work with our young people. This is a WTMJ community conversation securing our schools. That is Dr. Darian Driver, also Dr. Pat Greco from Menominee Falls, and Dr. Marty Lexman from West Dallas, West Milwaukee are with us in the studio. We are joined this half hour live in the studio by two students, Ruth Fatah, who is an MPS senior at Rufus King and on the Superintendent's Advisory Council, Jackie Plantier, a Menominee Falls High School senior and the student school board member, I want to start with you ladies. Thank you so much for joining us. When you hear something terrible has happened, when you heard what had happened in Florida and got on your phone and found out details, what is your reaction when you hear this sort of thing going down somewhere else? Let's start with you, Ruth. Um, I think the immediate reaction is definitely being sad, of course, for those families um, and that school district to have to experience something like that. Um, definitely frustration that, again, something like this has happened. I think they said that up till now there's about like, or no, in 2018 so far, there's been like more than 18 school shootings or just shootings in general. Um, but just like allowing that number to get there, which is should not be allowed. Uh, but I think it's become to that point where it's like become normalized in a sense for a lot of maybe teenagers because we've seen it so much and yes the responses are still the same but it's like we've gotten to the point where it feels normalized and I don't think that's something that should ever be excusable or acceptable um, like there's these are people losing their lives innocent people who have done nothing wrong 
which should never be um, okay in any sense. Jackie, do you agree with that? What's your response? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. My first reaction was, of course, immense sadness, but then a sense of almost we've seen this before in 2018 already and kind of almost sadness at seeing how my own reaction wasn't the same shock maybe of five or ten years ago. Um, and definitely seeing how it has, as we said, become more normalized is really disappointing. Um, and then later going on social media, Snapchat, seeing the firsthand videos, that's mm-hmm. what really hit home for me. Seeing, hearing the gunshots, hearing the kids scream, mm-hmm. and that's what really made it kind of hit home. And, become more real. Jackie, what do you, I'm always curious to know what younger people worry about these days. What do you worry about? Do you worry about this at your school? Do you worry about bullying? Do you worry about social media threats? What's your top concern? Um, I would say I feel pretty safe at my school at Menominee Falls. Um, we definitely have caring teachers. We have police officers in the school. Um, after the shooting, we've had many different, um, like, protocol put in place and we've definitely been told about that so I feel like definitely safe in that respect but I do worry for other areas around here even with maybe more lax uh, solutions. Ruth what do you worry about? Um, I would say I'm definitely safe in my school as well but I like even today I remember I was in my chemistry class first hour and the school or the class right next to us was doing a chemistry experiment that just resulted in a very um, loud boom Um, and I just remember everyone in my class kind of jumping because our immediate reaction was that there was a school shooter in the building and I think when it comes to that point where like our first reaction is that and we're so worried because we don't know what the outcome is going to be Mm -hmm. uh, I think that says that you know we need to be doing more we need to make sure that students are feeling safe uh, in their schools and and in their environments to know that like it's okay we can learn and not have to worry about that aspect as much.